Myself. I want you to know this when it gets hard. Oh, who was that? Who was that? Uh, the Divinals. Christ. The Divinals, yeah. The Divinals. Yeah. She died. Did she? Yeah. She was kind of like, kind of slutty hot kind of a thing, wasn't she? She was sultry. She was a minx. I yeah. think she had a broke face. So she was like, look at these boobs. Mm. And then she kind of covered her face. Mm. How did she die? I don't know. She touched herself. <laughs> <laughs> One too many times. <laughs> yeah, you could you could die from that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? It's the next step after the Harry Pons and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Should we just do this the Harry show? Pons is not I've a good re- sign. I've been recording all of this. <laughs> Great. <laughs> hey, welcome to Not For Nothing. Yes. With your host. Chris and Chris. Ooh. The, di- so the divinals. The divinals yeah. of podcasting. <laughs> the divinals. We touch ourselves and we want you to know it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we broadcast it. Should we call the show the re-listenables then uh, from now on? Yeah, we definitely should. Just find some old, crappy music. And then, d- d- and then dissect it. Be like, ah, oh, yeah. this, this song is a song you can listen to more than once. It's a re-listenable. <laughs> <laughs> Most songs you hear them once, you're done with them, you've digested them. Yep. We're going to bring on special guests to help us uncover how great these old songs were. Starting with episode 1, The Divinals. I touch myself. <laughs> the Divinals, so we're doing this. We're the Divinals. <laughs> uh Divinals. <laughs> divinals. <laughs> we're an Australian, I was right. Uh rock band. A yeah. uh, band comprised uh, of vocalist Chrissy Amphlett, who I thought had died. She did die. Uh, she was known for her brash, overtly sexual persona and subversive mm. humor and lyrics. Wow. Mm. I, you know, I feel like this happens a lot with the, uh, with, uh, what's it called? Uh, with, with Australian bands, is that like they're really famous in Australia or, or like New Zealand. But we only, mm. but as Americans, we only know uh, like one one of the songs. Right. So right. like like midnight. We would consider them a one hit wonder, but right. they they probably they weren't though, definitely weren't. They were definitely big in big in Sydney. Uh, okay. I'm sure of it. I mean, they had to have been. They put out like a, a bunch of records, like Midnight Oil, right? Like all we know is like beds mm-hmm. are burning. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many people were in the Divinals. There were like a thousand people that passed through this band, like. <laughs> And they put out seven records. Uh, oh, okay. And the one we know is their second to last record. So they were like, oh, they, they were had, around for a while before. They were around. They had a. They had a. Yeah, they had a thing. Okay. All right. But that's. But that like what it wonders though doesn't mean that they don't have like multiple records put out and stuff right too. Like that's not a. Like they could, they you could be around for a long time just putting out shitty music. That's true. But you you get like the one major song played you know, throughout the world or something. Yeah, that's true. I think that it's safe to say this band is a one hit wonder, and I think the same could be said for Midnight Oil. Uh, mm. Not could you could not say the same for Men at Work though. Men at Work have multiple hits. Sure. And are a fantastic band, one of the greatest yeah. bands. But people yeah, would consider sure. them a one hit wonder because they had like the. They were like the best new band, and then nothing. Like they kind of 
fizzled out a little bit after that. Uh, mm. Some other examples, New Shoes. I think they're a New Zealand band. We would only know them from like one hit. Um, mm. mm-hmm. and, and the list goes on and on, Chris. But, they, <laughs> but, but uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> the list does go on. <laughs> what stupid radio fodder. Oh my god. Just words. Just words. And the words, the words, uh, come out. and the words are good coming words. out of my mouth, Chris. Are <laughs> good words spilling out of my mouth. Uh, let's get started. Um, today oh, on yeah. the podcast, we will be doing season one or week one, uh, season one thousand picks. Uh, what season have we? How many years have we done this, Chris? Uh, this is uh, we have we are now on our we have completed six years. We this is our seventh year. This, well, this will, yeah, this will be our, I think, our seventh season. Our seventh season of picking, of picking picks, NFL picks. We'll get yeah. to that. 2016. We started 2016. Wow. That, that was the premise of this podcast originally, was just, could we pick an entire season of NFL picks and how good would we do? Uh, we kept mm-hmm. it going. We're into our, we've been doing this for years and years now. Um, I mean, we're no Cousin Sal and, and Bill Simmons, but we do our own mm-hmm. thing. And we have a pretty good record, and I think it's worth for for our listeners to to know how you can achieve 500 status in gambling on a consistent <laughs> well, basis. Listen, I, I I'm more and more convinced that we are probably in line with with sort of the experts and the people who who do this for a living and shops and, and and don't yeah who you know who supposed to be some sort of expert in this field or do whatever and 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 even though I'm I think that's probably in the over 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 sort of reaction or over rating of people's abilities too. And just because they're in the media and they publish stories or they're on TV or something and they, and they gamble, doesn't mean that they're really good at this. They're just maybe more so entertaining or they bring some sort of little, uh, unique perspective to the, to this field. Um, but I came across the, I came across the, uh, an article on a website from covers.com who, you know, is known for all their gambling information and blah, blah, blah. But this guy has been doing a, uh, uh, uh he's been doing an article since 2005. Wow. Um, where he picks each week, he'll pick a few and not all the underdogs. And he, you know, he just tries to get you to, you know, you know, take the, take the good underdogs for each week. And he is boasting, he even put this in his article. Um, for the past four years only, and this is, this is a recent article for this season, for the past four years only, he's boasted a 126, 104, and 1 against the spread mark all-time in regular season playoffs. That's 55%. Yeah, he's, he's 20, 20, 22 wins over 500, is that right? Yeah, yeah. He's, so it's, it's only 55%, and he's only doing, I mean, this for week one, I noticed, he, I think he had three, maybe four picks against the spread. So it's not like he's going, he's trying to get like all of them. So the, the fact that we're doing every single game, every single week, and we have, I think roughly like close to the same percentage. I, I kind of, man, I'm kind of tooting my own horn. I'm going to start tooting my own horn here a little bit, I think. <laughs> well, this will be the season we fucking completely tank. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should. 
You should feel good about that. We we I don't have we ever finished below five hundred in, in an entire season. Uh, I don't I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Oh, maybe we did. Maybe we did, or we were close. Maybe once, but I, I think we've always been over five hundred. I think what the takeaway and and, and around fifty five percent. Like I I think sixty percent is would be insane. Sixty. Yeah. I mean, I think when we first started doing this, I had visions that we would be like. Like that, we would be somewhere in like either like holy shit, we're you know we get we get them like sixty plus percent of the time, or we're just terrible and we're only getting them twenty percent of the time. But what really, yeah. what I've really figured out, or what what the conclusion I've come to after doing this over and over and over again and picking so many games, is that it really is just sitting right at five hundred, and it's a it's a matter of how many percentage points you can get over five hundred in order to be successful at this. That being said, we never do. I never gamble. Like I don't. I'm not out there like dumping money on every one of these games every time, so that I can right. make, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Like it's the guy, yeah. the reason that guy's doing that is right is because you might actually take those three or four suggestions and put them in a parlay or whatever. And he's saying like, yeah, make some money off of them. And you're right, right. I would exactly. never suggest so- anybody chooses our picks for anything <laughs> at all. No. In fact, no. I would. I would if you're listening, stop. <laughs> Turn this off <laughs> right now. You you probably don't have any money left to gamble on anyway, so you you you're you're probably you're probably okay. Like yeah, that's true. You know that's true. You're yeah. just listening to this yeah. because you just want something to yell at. Like, ah, <laughs> goddamn those guys! The Divinals had so many hits. <laughs> you're leaving so much of them on the table. Oh man, yeah, exactly. You're forgetting Make Out All Right or Love School or I'm on Your Side. <laughs> All from the self titled album Divinals. Uh, uh, Chris. Uh, I did before we get into picks, um, which yep. I think we should do sooner than later because it's gonna we're gonna have to like really dive get in and, and talk and talk ourselves through it. I a uh, uh, couple of things. One, uh, when we did the mailbag, we got a, ma- a question from Jake, uh, a great, a, a awesome listener, super, super, uh, super guy, really funny. Uh, which is weird because his question was essentially, uh, you know, what's our take on the Deshaun Watson? Scandal. It wasn't really like it didn't really fit into the whole like the the vibe of the mailbag, and I I I said we'd try to get around to it, you know, before the season started. I'm still kind of like qu- questioning whether or not it's worth uh, really like diving into. I don't know if you have any thoughts, Chris, on on what's up with Deshaun Watson or 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 what happened with the NFL. I think Jake's point, uh, if I if I if to paraphrase his question, was basically like. Like, how fucked up is the NFL? How does this guy get, you know, mm-hmm. end up getting only 11 games? Uh, and yet, how is he getting 11 games at all, but Robert Kraft got no games? Uh, which it kind of speaks for itself. Chris, do you have any thoughts on Deshaun Watson as, as we... Uh... Yeah, I mean, that's, I, think, I think that's the natu- natural and obvious uh, sort of reaction to all this. Um, uh, that, you know, in, in him in and of itself and... and uh, and, and his his sort of you know false contrition and uh, fake apology, but still saying like he never did anything wrong, and uh, like it just the whole thing is really really gross and disgusting and slimy, right? And, and from every single angle on this thing, 
and my my sort of biggest uh, sort of takeaway from this, and, and there was at times I had planned for us to talk about this, but we were both we took our hiatus there for a, yeah. a month or so. Yeah. But uh, sort of thinking back on it is, is my biggest takeaway is, is how stupid and fucked up the NFL is, and how they they did this to themselves. Really, like they're you. I mean, you you can blame. Deshaun Watson for what he did and, and the heinous acts and all that kind of bullshit. Um, and, and, and like, that's just, that's a given, right? And that's given. But so I, I sort of want to move forward on the stupidity of the NFL itself and what they've done over the years to sort of set this precedent of going, Hey, you know what? This guy did this really heinous off act that we should care more about that. We only give lip service to and pretend that we care about and so then we're going to make this arbitrary or arbitration, you know, with, with a former judge and she'll get to decide the punishment. Uh, but based on precedence, like, how did they not see this coming? Yeah. Right. How she, did they not like, just I go can... like, Hey, we know he's going to get a light, punish, light punishment because we've given everyone else a light punishment. That's even remotely close to this sort of example. I think the whole thing was a fucking sham. It was, yeah. I it's think, a, it's a I think that the arbitration process bullshit. is a sham. I think that Goodell wanted to have somebody else take the fall for what was ultimately going to be a light punishment, knowing full well it would be light, and then turning around and giving another punishment that weirdly is 11 games, which means he gets to play just enough to where it still count, is considered a season with the, within the collective bargaining agreement, which means mm, it still goes against point. his contract. I mean, it's all very obvious. And, and, yeah. and to me, what, what's fucked about it is it's like, it's it's they're basically just trying to pacify their audience because they think we're stupid and that we they know we'll still watch the fucking games, and at the same time, they're trying to keep the they're 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 like it's smoke and mirrors for the media so that they have something to sink their teeth into but have nothing at all to to talk about of 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 any real substance or if you want to get really conspiracy takey about it. They threw so many fucking curveballs in this arbitration process that mm -hmm. what we're really not paying attention to are the fucking heinous acts that you mm -hmm. described before, which mm -hmm. is the real fucked up part of all of this. And instead, mm -hmm. you could get angry at the rules, get angry at Goodell, get angry at the process, get angry at the, the fine or the, the punishment, when really what we should be talking about is the fact that this person sexually assaulted 30-plus fucking women... Uh, and is and it and is not going to get in trouble for it. In fact, he's getting rewarded for it with one of right. the most egregious salaries ever. Right. And on top of that, Robert Kraft hired a prostitute. <laughs> we still don't fucking talk about it. So, yeah, I, you know what? In the in 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 a, in a weird way though, that you know, it's it, he hired a prostitute. He di he didn't go to a massage parlor and like try to sexually assault some. Yeah, good point. He did some it. woman, right? Like he, I mean, he went to a place knowingly that that sort of provides this service you right. know and and for whatever like moral immoral like thing you want to take on that that's fine like i, I you know whatever that's a, maybe a whole nother conversation yeah, so like i don't the think fact that, ever the fact that deshaun watson did this and and it seems to be that like even the team sort of um i kept allowing this to happen because there, there was some knowledge in their part as well of course there was right so like and like they sort of either set these up or or gave him references or or whatever and 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 but it just the whole thing is just like and then, and then another team and trades for him and gives him this massive contract whether it's still knowing he's under he's under investigation and more and more women are coming forward 
want to ever sort of believe them or give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Because, but we got to give this guy the benefit of doubt, you know, and try to run and try to run, run these women through the muck and the dirt and stuff. It's just, it just makes my skin crawl. It's very NFL. And, and you know, and, and then also the fact that like the NFL like only presented five of these women cases that they, they deemed st- just reliable enough or strong enough to, to this arbitration judge. Yeah. That's, to, to, that's to, all to, that they, she could base her decision off of. Right. Right. Like it just, it, every, like you said, everything just felt really sort of conspiratorial about this of trying to just, you know, do something without doing anything. It's horrible. And it's, it's just and like, why, why does this guy have to play? This guy does not have to play. You did not have to trade for him. No, him- I mean, it makes Cleveland look terrible, but I, but I, I can't sit here as a Steeler fan and point my finger too much and be like, Cleveland, how dare you? Yeah. Pittsburgh would never do something like this, except kind of they did, you know, like we employed Ben Roethlisberger for yeah. years and years after a sexual assault, right. you know, like there's, they could have easily cut him and maybe Houston did the right thing by like, by, by letting Deshaun Watson go, I guess. I don't mean, I don't know. I, I no, they should. I mean, you, either you cut him, him yeah. and this NFL suspends him indefinitely for a couple years yep. without pay and don't put him on the fucking commissioner's exempt list or whatever. Right. Like he did last season, he got paid for the full season without having to play like that's just that's not a punishment no it's a vacation chris yeah it it's a is vacation and, for rape yeah and, and i just raped, I, like you just got to get paid for you got you like every time the nfl just they just try, they just mishandle everything and it, honestly i don't think they care oh i, I they definitely anymore don't. right there's like a, they just try to make it look like there is care. no there is no there was a moment in time during like when when concussions had become the forefront of football that where where it seemed like people might be turning off to football mm-hmm. and there could be some problems. Then fucking COVID happens and it re and it all it does is justify how the demand for the sport. Like they mm-hmm. they got to have like the ultimate test market. They were like, how mm-hmm. much do people really care about football? And they were like, so much. So much. We care about it more than anything. anything. We just bring it back in any mm-hmm. shape, way, shape, or form. Like I don't we don't care. If we have to be in the crowd or not, we just want our football. We want to gamble on it. We want to play fantasy. We want this product. And the NFL was like, we hear you loud and clear. We can get away with fucking anything. And that's yeah. it. That's, we're implicit in that. Everyone is. Uh, and, it's, and it's a hard... It's, if, we, if we really wanted to be good people, we, you know, we would be the people that said we can't watch this sport anymore. It's, this is the last yeah. straw. You know, like there's... A, there's enough, there's enough strikes against it. This is the one where we will put our foot down. And yet, here we are. Yeah, here doing we a are. podcast talking about the NFL. Yeah. I, I, like, and it's, I mean, but, you know, that's, you know, I sort of hate to say that, but that's kind of life too, right? Like, it, it, I don't mean to dismiss it in that sense, but we do this with a lot of things. Yeah. You know? And, and you know, we do with, we do with sports, we do with music and entertainment and, and artists and, and politicians and everybody like this is just our culture now you know and it's it's kind of gross and it it sort of it it weighs on you from time to time yeah it's it's but it but the reality is is like you just this is like hey listen man i like watching fucking sports and i like watching fucking football and i know it's rough you know what i like listening to fucking bill withers you know and um and all these other things too didn't he? Wasn't he a wife beater or something? Oh Jesus! Now you got to ruin Bill Withers for me. <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. Wasn't he? I think. I'm sorry next, if it wasn't. Next thing I, I know. But next, I, next thing you're gonna tell me is R. Kelly's not a bad guy, and if you, that's the case, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. 
Because I'm listening. I mean, just because you piss on some girls once in a while. Hey, like, I don't Chris. Ah, <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Keep them in closets. I mean, what's the big deal about as that? As long as they're not underage, then, right. I don't, then it's fine. Right, right. It's like Robert. I mean, wait, define what, underage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I taught, I taught my kid uh, the other day. I go, uh, I, I taught him. I say, "What does Michael Jackson say?" And he goes, teehee. <laughs> and I think it's really cute. But it it's really also cute. really kind of bad. Like, I shouldn't be teaching it like what Michael Jackson says at all. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> uh, Chris. Oh, man. I don't know how to segue into this. But I, the other part Quick. of this. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please. Oh, please. No, no, no. No, go. Do your segue. Because I don't no, know no, if, no. You're, if you're going the same place. I no, no. To go, go, go to the place you wanted to go. Go where you wanted uh, to go. Just real quick on WNBA, the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah um, we could get there. It just an amazing series between uh, Vegas and Seattle. Like those the games. Like I stayed up till midnight the other night watching that game four. Sue Bird, man, it's was hard, was incredible. Hard not to um, just have, just want her to to get one more. You know. Yeah, yeah, or you know, yeah, or just be in the finals or something. Maybe yeah, even yeah. just you know, like not, you know, nothing ever ends perfectly. There's only been a few, I think, sports players ever to sort of get the could kind of get to the perfect send off. Right. Um, I think we all knew they weren't going to win this series. Yeah. Uh, but they gave us the last two games were just amazing. Yeah. Like really incredible basketball games, like super like fun edge of your seat. Uh, exciting. Like some of the best, like some of the best series. I think you could put it up there with any other series in the history of basketball. I will say it's, this. Sue bird made me fall in love with the WNBA. Like mm-hmm. she put the WNBA on the on the mm-hmm. radar uh, on my radar. Whenever I whenever I I fell off on enjoying WNBA, I would watch a Sa- like a Seattle game, mm-hmm. and I would be back. Like I, what her like the 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 run that she had. What was that in twenty seventeen? Was that yeah? I think was, so. Something like that. Yeah. That w- is what rekindled my love for the WNBA and brought us to where we are now, which is like true fans. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, that series was incredible. And I will miss, I will miss having her as part of the WNBA. I imagine she will always be around in some way, shape or form. I, I wonder if she ever wants to coach because she is like, she is the definition of a coach. Like when she's on the court, yeah. she's always talking to people and yeah. like, and, and pointing things out and, and, and literally she, she honestly, she could have been a player coach uh, to me, like in the last couple seasons we're, there, we're losing two of the greatest athletes of the modern era mm. simultaneously in Serena mm-hmm. and Sue, Sue bird. And we, and as a nation, we could care less, but like I, to me, Serena's the greatest athlete of all time, hands mm-hmm. down. I think truly, I believe was one the greatest athlete of all time. And Sue, Sue bird is just, she's a transcending player. You know, she's, she for the WNBA is like she's the logo, you know, like she's yeah, yeah, and 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 fair or unfairly, I think to some degree, but but people have been able to hang their hat on her, especially in the last couple of years, um, you know, f- with her longevity, and and I think she's gotten more comfortable being sort of that sort of public persona too. Um, I think she's kind of maybe embraced it a little bit better or more, like she, you know, like she's doing commercials and stuff, and and and. I remember she used to shy away from sort of interviews and, and speaking, I think and stuff now. And, and now I think she's, she's gotten so much more comfortable at least and better at that. And stuff. Well, there, and so I think it's, she also sort of put her on that pedestal is to some, de- to some degree, it's, it's unfair to a lot of other players who have either come before her or playing now. Um, that's sort of, she's getting, you know, all the spotlight to some degree. Um, it also makes me sad 
because watching that series, it, like Sylvia Fowles didn't get her sort of playoff send off in her final year too. Like that would have been an amazing thing as well. I would say um, if you can, uh, Jerry Brewer for the Washington Post wrote a really mm-hmm. good piece, uh, sort of to saying what you're saying, uh, not necessarily more eloquently, but in in a in a, in a in a different he's, yeah, form. He, yeah, he said it better. I'm sure. <laughs> I, love, I love Jerry Brewer. He, I, was a former, <laughs> he was a former Seattle Times writer. Yeah, I which grew is, up wa- li- reading his columns. Yeah, so he's I, great. He's I, I highly recommend it. I think it came out a couple of days ago. It's a really fucking great article. And it talks about like her impact on not just sports, but like, you know, on, on homosexuality, on the LGBTQ community. Uh, you know, like a, sort of just her her overall impact in uh, on athletics and the world in general. Um, so I highly recommend you read that. I can't say what he said nearly as good. And uh, sure, of course. Um, so WNBA, we uh, I I figured out I solved the mystery. Uh, why you can't bet on the Connecticut Sun? <laughs> it was right there. It was easy. We're so dumb. We're, We're so dumb. So dumb. They're owned by the, the Connecticut Sun are, are owned by the Mohegan Tribe. Uh, which are also the owners of Mohegan Sun, which is probably why the team's called the Connecticut Sun. Uh, and therefore, you cannot gamble on a team owned by a uh, casino owner. So you can't yeah, gamble. Makes on sense. It. Makes total sense. It's not, just, not just to fuck with me. It's not just DraftKings fucking with me personally, as it turns out. I thought that I always said that. Now let's solve the parlay question, Chris. Let's solve the parlay <laughs> I can't get over that. I, ha- I did hear if you can get over your own personal politics, uh, Barstool Sports lets you parlay basically everything. Of course. Including NASCAR. Yeah, of course so, so I, yeah. you know, maybe we should look into it. I just can't get into Barstool. So I've, I, I always Fuck got no. different. Nope. Uh, Never. Quickly, uh, this is, I'm going to read these to you. This is the other part of the housekeeping that I didn't get around to. Uh, as you know, I have some Canadian cousins, Rowie and Ben. They're getting old. Oh, yes. Ben's off to college. Um, they're just growing ah. up right in front of my eyes. These were little kids. Uh, it feels like last week, but they're still immense NW, or NW, uh, <laughs> NWA fans. They're still immense NFL fans. Uh, they might love NWA. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So. I haven't asked. I hope so, too. Uh, they had some predictions. I, you know, I always ask them for what their thoughts and predictions. Uh, very chalky this year, i got to say. Sure, um, sure. And like everybody I'm, else. I just qu- quick read. I'm going to read you Rowie's predictions uh, and, and sleepers, I'm, and you can give me a, your, your quick opinion on it. And then I think, and then I'll do Ben's, and you can give me the quick opinion on them. I think we're in pretty much agreement. Like, they, it feels like Rowie, especially, like, kind of like just is you. Uh, but here we go. So, Rowie's predictions uh, he thinks that it, the Bills will be the best in the AFC, uh, he thinks the Texans will be the worst. Hmm. Uh, basically for the same reason, uh, QB, like the bills have a great QB. He thinks hmm. that the Texans have a terrible QB. Dog shit. And he said he can't yep. name a person in the defensive front seven, which I tend to agree. I couldn't either. Ooh. So he makes yeah, a good case I, I, there. Yeah. Makes a good okay. case there. Uh, also weirdly, uh, did you know Canadians spell offense the British way with a C at the end, not an S at the end? Like off hmm. O F F E N C E. Yeah, weird. It's hard. It's but the, the yeah. Anyway, I just learned yeah. that. Uh, okay. <laughs> NFC best uh, the Rams for okay. the, for the big the big players on defense. Uh, plus the the uh, great new additions. An example would be Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. NFC worst the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. For uh, just everything, lackluster yeah. offense, defensive end issues, yeah. uh, 
terrible all around. We're, I mean, right? This is like this is basically yeah, what you were saying. Yeah. This is you. Yeah. This is you. His AFC sleeper is the Colts. Okay. Upgraded QB plus they have Jonathan Taylor. That's you. Boom. NFC sleeper, Carolina Panthers. Huh. Upgrades on the O line. Uh, uh, the season depends on Baker Mayfield, which is sure. the reason I think they're going to suck, and the reason yep. you think they're going to be good. Yeah. And the Super Bowl predictions are Bills versus Rams. So right. basically, Rowie's just you. Yeah, love it. <laughs> He's just you. There's a Canadian guy out there yeah. who plays breakneck defense. He's a great. He's a great little football player. I shouldn't say little. He's a great fucking beast on the field. Mm. Uh, and uh, actually, so, showed showed uh, AJ Dillon his uh, his tape. Uh, when I met I met AJ Dillon last year, and uh, I know, uh, and I was like, <laughs> hey, can you look at my cousin's? Look at the look at the stick, and uh, it was really it was really fun. Like I really nice. like yeah. Um. So the uh, Ben Ben Ben. Oh, by the way, Ben is a Packers fan, and Rowie is a Panthers fan. If you didn't know that already, okay, so sure. That might have something to do. Uh, yeah, Ben's a little more shots fired. One of them always comes after us a little bit, although there's no mention of the Steelers at all this year. So that's I appreciate that, guys. Uh, his best is the Bucks because he just he feels Tom Brady is the uh, yeah is the, right. the, the, the it's Tom Brady worst in the NFC. The Seahawks he says hmm. the worst offense in the league. I think, I think he's not a big Geno guy. <laughs> I, don't, I would hope not. <laughs> I'm not a big Geno guy either. <laughs> I'm excited for you, dude. Uh, you got that. His sleepers are the Saints and the and the Vikings. I'm okay. so I I've turned the go. corner on the Vikings so hard that I put a uh, I put a good fucking chunk of money on them winning the NFC. Wow, the odds are crazy. And crazy. I think there's value. Like I, I really am starting to come around on this idea that the Vikings could be the. Like I started thinking of like which team's going to be the team that we're like, oh, of course, of course they're good. And I feel like it might be the Vikings. I and yeah. uh, Ben agrees with me. He's like the he thinks J, he thinks uh, they'll leave the lead the league in receiving yards, and as long as Cook stays healthy, uh, they'll be they'll be in good shape. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I, yeah, I mean, I picked them to go to the playoffs. I, I was, I think I was close to picking them to, to win their division. Um, I'm, I'm high in them. I just, I just don't know if this like first year head coach, if it, if he's going to be all that, you know, like all these, you know, I, we don't have that sort of McVeigh Shanahan coaching tree yet, like played out to see if they're like, those guys are good or, or bad, That's you know, yet. Good like point. the Belichick kind of thing. Great point. Uh, AFC, he likes the bills as well for Josh Allen. He thinks he's going to win mm-hmm. the MVP. So it sounds like mm-hmm. they both are just really into Josh Allen. Maybe yeah. is Josh Allen from North Dakota? Maybe that's something to do with it, like his proximity to Canada. Uh, worst, the wor- AFC worst. This is a crazy take. The Titans. He thinks they're going to be the worst team in the AFC. Not How? Just, yeah, okay. they're he's banking on a Derrick Henry injury. Uh, he thinks that Malik Willis uh, Tannehill drama will uh, will unfold. I, d- I can't say I, d- I disagree with that and. Uh, and losing AJ Brown is just too much of an impact. His Super Bowl, though, is the Chargers Bucks, which would be a fucking blast. I would love that to be the the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then he, of course, dro- drops a little piece in here about the Packers. I'll just say it. you don't have to comment on it. Uh, he says it's a Saints 2017 type year, best running back duo in the league, both thousand yard rushers, and a top five defense in the league, uh, but with a divisional exit. Uh, because of lack of big time experience in the wide receivers come playoffs. Mm. So well thought out. I'm impressed by both of those predictions. Pretty safe. 
Although I I do like the 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 Titans being the worst team in in the NFL take. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love and, a good and I like take. and I like his his Viking sleeper. I think I'm more on Ben's side than Rowie's side. Okay. Uh, as far as where my predictions lie. But uh, I mean I, I think you combine the two and I think it's like I think that's based a lot of our our own predictions. I too, agree. So. What's yeah. that all about? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <our> yearly segment. <laughs> that's all about. What's that all about? <laughs> and that's them. Uh, smart, right. smart guys. Here we go. You ready to do some? Pre- you want to do some picks? I-, I love it. Let's do it. Yep. Woo! We have a football game tonight. We do, Chris. Uh, Chris, just before we get going with the actual picks, Let's I want to say it. one thing. Oh, it's going to be about underdogs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Since um, it's Chris's daily underdog take. What is it? Yeah. Uh, since 2018, this is this is from an article. It's on ESPN. It kind of talks about like gambling and the trends or sort of overall trends and, and, and how um, mainly underdogs are, are kind of almost the betting favorites that they should be. And people are still not kind of catching on to it. But since 2018, NFL underdogs have covered the spread in 53% of regular season games. Okay. All right. Um, and margins, but a margin nonetheless. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, it just shows like they, they cover a lot of, there's a lot of bullet points about how, you know, with, spreads and gambling and, and it's a lot of under the underdogs seem to there's a trend there for a really long time now um that uh that you should really be paying attention um to to underdogs i have a take on that okay uh and now going into week one for this year mm-hmm. i went back and compiled all of our seasons from 2016 on wow we have records chris we keep i keep records um but so far, for those those uh, those years, those five years, it's the road dog has won sixty two percent of the games in week one. Wow! Everything else is below five hundred. The home dog is the only other one that's like forty nine percent. There's a lot of road dogs this week, right? I, th- I think there's a fair amount. Yeah, I think there's a fair amount. Um, so it's an interesting. It's sort of an interesting kind of a, a thing to kind of look at, and then. I started looking at some of a lot of the games and I was like, Oh God, I don't want to pick this dog, you know, or whether I'm home or on the road or whatever. So it's interesting how to try to wrap your mind around that as like trying to, to maximize maybe value on each game. Do what you do. You just go road dog across the board or dogs across the board. Um, and then within that, our record so far week one for the last five years, uh, you were 45 and 41 and one. Yeah. That was 43, 43, and one. Um, and it really came down to week week one of 2020. We both had really awful records. Otherwise, our records are pretty darn good, actually. I have a, uh, you know, I've, I've said it once. I've said it a million times. Do not bet on week one. If you are going to bet on week one, bet on something weird. Don't bet yeah. on, like... Like do all dogs then or something. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. right. Which is right. probably where I'm going to go. I, I just fucking... Week one is a stay away. It's Vegas always wins week one because people are so fucking excited and think they've figured it out and they've listened to a thousand podcasts and they've watched hard knocks. So they're going to go all in on the lions. But like, I'm telling you, like, don't bet on week one. It's a fool's, it's a fool's errand. It's a fool's errand. All right. With that being said. Yeah. Thursday night. Buffalo. Is this, is this a Super Bowl preview? No. Buffalo minus two and a half on the road in LA against the defending Super Bowl champs, LA Rams. This is a fucking atrocity. 
How does how's the Super Bowl champs an underdog? Like this is the this is right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Buffalo stumbled out of the gate last year. By the way, you might remember they lost to the Steelers. I think. Yeah. Uh, there's the hype train is just immense. It's out Buffalo. of control. And I'm almost like, do, are they good? Like, are they good? I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm. I love the Rams on this one. I hope I'm wrong. I won't be betting it because I'd like to just watch a game and not be like, oh man, the Rams lost and be sad mm-hmm. about it. Like, yeah, I never right. want to be sad that the Rams lost. I fucking hate the Rams. Right. But, uh, but uh, give me the Rams. Yeah. Give me the two and a half. It's probably going to be close. Uh, Buffalo's without their starting uh, all pro cornerback, Tredavious White. Uh, their offensive line is, I think there's a little bit of questions. If there's a weakness at Buffalo, I think it's the offensive line. Okay. Um, and right now, like it's it's their their secondary. I think they're starting. It's either one or two or two rookies or or first or two, or second year like draft picks who you know like the, there's there's a little a little bit there that makes me think like all right as long as Stafford's elbow holds up and if he th- needs to throw forty times or fifty times a game, uh, I I think this is. I, I, it's weird though, because this, this feels like it should be too like the over under is 52 here. And it feels like this should be a shootout between, between two high powered offenses. But I feel like this is going to be a very defensive oriented game. Who's the- First game of the season. Nair was running on all cylinders. I think, it, I think this would be kind of close. And, and, and I think you take the two and a half points. Cause it's probably whoever wins, it's going to win by a point or so. I'm looking to see who, who's the, who's the next quarterback up. John for the Rams? Wolford. Woof. Yeah, Wolford. Yeah. Like, Woof. oh God, if, if Stafford goes down, like. Yo, it's fucked. Yeah. It's I don't even know if they can, I, although I'm, I wouldn't be surprised somehow they make a trade for fucking Jimmy Garoppolo then or whatever, but you know, it's, it's crazy. I like, I like the pickup of Bobby Wagner too. I forgot about that. That's it. He's a captain too already. Like yeah. he's a, you know, like. Impact player. I, I've, I have stopped doubting the Rams' ability to be good and losing player after player after player and just somehow picking up other guys. And Alan Robinson, great pickup. Yeah. He's better than Odell, right? Am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, you know, or the same, or they'll get, and they'll get Odell back in October, November, whenever he's healthy again, potentially. Like, I, this is, like, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not going against the Rams anymore. I'm with you. Nope. All right. Next I'll learn one. my lessons. I like that. I, I feel good about that pick. Bet it. All right. <laughs> Plus, it's an underdog. I'm going with the underdogs. All right, Sunday games. First one on our list, Indianapolis is the road favorite going into Houston. Did you pick this one right. first. Like Houston, my, plus seven? Like, it doesn't feel like enough for as bad as Houston's supposed to be. Love it. Lovey, yeah. Indy's my team. I think this year, in, you know, in a lot of ways, I was I'm, I'm kind of high on them. I'm sorry about that. I, I'm supposed, you know, like, but I'm supposed to start. To, I'm supposed to take the dogs across the board here. I, I was, I was telling myself, and this is one of those games where I'm like, ah, can I just, Chris, take the home dog. Yeah, it's a home dog. I, yeah, I'm just take gonna do it. I think I'm gonna. That's my overriding factor. Dog. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Give it to all me. Right. So all right. I, I'm, I'm, you, you. you I'm going to remind you of what you need to do. Okay. Great. Tell right now. Because I love it. Cause yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore minus seven in New York against the jets with Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco revenge game. Yeah. This is one of three quarterback revenge games, at least I think on, on in this week. And, and this is the bottom tier of quarterback revenge games, right? This is the bottom of the barrel of this one. This has almost no meaning anymore, but it's, I, 
like, listen, man, Baltimore, uh, I'm sorry. This is the one, this, if there's one, I'm not going on the dogs on this. It's Baltimore. Chris J E T S jets, jets, jets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, I can see it. I I love Flacco. I love Flacco. I love him. I love him. Yeah. I love him. Quarterback controversy. Yeah, in four weeks, when when Pretty Boy Zach is supposed to come back. Yeah, and they're like, and and these Jets receivers are like, we actually like the ball getting to us. Yeah, yeah. Can we can we keep this? Can we? But then, but then I saw a highlight of Flacco like just throwing an interception to like a a, it was San Francisco, you know, like there wasn't even a there wasn't was he still with Baltimore? I think there wasn't even a a Baltimore Raven anywhere around, and he throws it right to a 49er. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's also Joe Flacco, too. Are you talking about uh, Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? Because if Maybe. You, yeah, exactly. Maybe. Maybe. He doesn't have Maybe. anyone to throw to. Oof. Okay. All right. I'm Philly, here's it. another test, Chris. Philly, minus four on the road in Detroit. The darlings of the offseason. The hard knockers themselves. I'm not fucking, I'm not, I'm not shying away from the strategy just yet. Like I'm not doing it just yet. I like Detroit. Why not? It's also, it's week one. It's weird. Yeah. This is the overreaction. Can you imagine if Detroit wins this game Mm -hmm. outright? And they're Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, is Jared Goff good? Like (laughs) I thought, and I I honestly am not, I, I don't know why everyone's like Jalen Hurts is great. I'm not sure he's great. Yeah. And so. Exactly. Yeah, let's let's. I mean, I think th- uh, if I'm wrong, it's this game, but I'm going to go with Detroit. Well, that's the point. Like, we're not going to hit every single underdog is going to win here, obviously, right, right? right? Because, but, but if you if you just bet all of them, you should win maybe you know sixty percent, right? And then that's fine. So you take that's a hit. That I'll I'll take a Detroit loss there. Yeah. Here's another one though, Chris. Oh, this one's hard. San Francisco <laughs> minus seven is. on the road in Chicago. This one's hard. I don't think this one's that hard because if there's one team that's not going to cover a spread, it's, I, I can't believe it's only seven. Like Chicago is, 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 is supposed to be, I think, one of the worst teams yeah. this season. Yeah. I literally have nothing on offense or defense. First year head coach, the whole thing. Like it's just, there's just so much there that I, I think San Francisco has too much talent, even with Trey Lance as their quarterback starting his first, maybe it's not even his first game, but it just, it feels like this one feels too easy to me. Um, Give me San Francisco minus seven. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the new coach that he's just game planning the fuck out of this game and will at least manage to keep it close. Okay. Because he's had so much time. Like, it, like yeah. the way that like Pittsburgh did to, to Buffalo last year where mm-hmm. they were like, they game planned the fuck out of Buffalo and then lost the next three because they had, they only prepared for one team. Yeah. Like I, I can see that happening in Chicago. Okay. And I'm sticking with the fuck. I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good. Good for you. Cause it's just like, oh, like, yeah, like you should, you should, we should like we, running these numbers. We should just be taking all the dogs and just seeing what happens with it. And I, I, I love that you're, you're sticking to and that. The fu- and, and I can make this, I'm, I'm going to just roll right into the next pick. Precedent is that fucking Tomlin game plans for the first game of the year. <laughs> and, uh, if they're getting six and a half, like I, I take it. You told me that they were going to play every game close this year. I'm going yep. and and if six and a half, if they're getting six and a half, yep. Like I'd be it's surprised great. if they. Unlike, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Joe Burrow and every fucking great receiver he has against like Witherspoon and whoever else they're fucking putting out in the in the secondary in sure. Pittsburgh is definitely iffy. But Cincinnati's got a. I don't think their defense is that great. I think this game could be close. 
Get, I'm in, yeah, I did. Did Cincinnati blow out Pittsburgh last year? You know, both games. I, I like. I don't remember. Yes, they did. They did re- really badly. I think they did beat beat them both times. Okay, pretty, pretty all bad. right. But still, I, again, first week, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, let's yeah take the points. Uh, New Orleans going on the road as the favorite in Atlanta. It's five and a half. Yeah. Uh, this is another your, it's tricky your, one, man. It's your pick. <laughs> of course, it is. Um, and uh, I, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a division game. I'm trying to talk myself into taking Atlanta in the five and a half points. I just can't, man. I think New Orleans is going to be explosive. They've got a really great defense. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I can't fucking. It's it's Atlanta. it's it's a new coach, but he's he was the defensive coordinator. He's been there a while. Like the, all the systems are somewhat similar and the same. I I don't think there's any sort of. I don't think there's any underlying factors there that I can point to, but like, yeah, Atlanta will keep this one close. This is a weird thing. So I, if you listen to like Bill Simmons, which I recommend you don't, uh, <laughs> he's, he's all wishy-washy about new Orleans and their coach. And yet with the bucks, he's like, doesn't matter, but they, it's a similar situation. Right. right. So I don't understand how you could be the one way with personal. One yeah. It's just, it's yeah, a just preference. Yeah, it's a personal yeah. preference. Right. I can't, I can't pick Atlanta, dude. I can't pick Atlanta. <laughs> I'm not sure any any game this season you could pick Atlanta. Yeah, I, this one is like that's just a bad bet. I think I remember. I think I remember. Like I don't even. There may be one game that they're they're favored. I think this season so far. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's it's. I think it's a bleak out. I just don't understand this. like Cordero Patterson. Like I just don't like this team. I just don't understand at all. Like yeah. And Marcus Mar- and I even like Marcus Mariota and like on a good team I think I he'd like be a decent a person, quarterback. But I don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's there. All right. Isn't this, wasn't this? Weren't they both? Wasn't Jameis and Mar- Mariota like one two in the the draft? Oh, it was the man. same draft, right? Is that the same draft? I don't know. That's so long ago now. I don't remember that. Well, look it up. Look it up while I'm, I'm telling the next game here. Let's see if it. you can figure it out. Uh, Cleveland on the road as the dog, one and a half points in Carolina. This is revenge game number two. <laughs> this is a little higher up on that. This is two, tier two here now as well on the revenge game factor. Um, do you take, and you're not high in Carolina. So do you, do you take, do you take Cleveland with, uh, no, Kobe no, no, no. Oh <laughs> God, dude. What? <laughs> yes. I'll do it. Give them to me. Give yeah. me brisket. Their defense is good. And 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 Baker sucks. Yeah, I don't know, but Baker was he injured last year? <laughs> Here we go. Cleveland's got a good. I think, listen, they've got a good game plan. Um, they, you know, they run the ball. They've got two really good running backs. They've got a really good defense. Man, one and a half is a great line for this game. One and a half is a great line for this game. If it was like a little more, I'd fucking definitely like roll hard on Cleveland. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's why it's such a, oh, it's such a, just a chef's kiss on a, on a, on the point spread there. Cause it's, and, and maybe, maybe it was higher and, and people have been kind of hammering Cleveland. So maybe it's dropped. I don't know. I never paid attention to see where this line started at. Um, but as much as I like Carolina, I'm, I'm just, I, it, this, there's too much there to convince me that, that, that Cleveland as bad as I think they're going to be without Deshaun Watson. I think they can at least cover and, and probably win this game still though with, with strengths, all their other strengths. Uh, I'm great. Just a but, don't, but this is a great Carolina, like sneaky win, you know, start them off right kind of thing. I don't know. There, there's just uh, whatever. It, f- fuck that game. Moving on. 2015 NFL draft. The Bucks took Jameis Winston. The Titans took Marcus Mariota. 
one, two. Well, one, two? Yep. Wow. Look I didn't at you. They both won Heisman trophies. Look at you with the with the NFL history. Uh, yeah, I'm like a I'm like fucking Lombardi over here. <laughs> Jacksonville plus two and a half on the road in Washington Let's against the go, against Jags! Commander Wentz. Woo! The Jags are the shit. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Give them to me. Two and a half. They should be fucking favored in this game. Uh, honestly, I feel the same way. How are the like? How in the world is this? Is this because Washington's how in the world at home? I just don't. I don't think that being at home is an advantage anymore. Like unless it's like unless you're like like a great team that has allowed, you know, if you're Seattle, <laughs> we are the loudest, my friend. As long, I, then it doesn't I don't matter. Know. There's not I, an advantage. I don't think there's an advantage. Jacksonville, I, I feel like Jacksonville a, never plays at home. They play half their games in London. Like they don't even like they don't care where they are. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. A, it's not a disadvantage. Um, I am listen. I am all off the the Wentz wagon. Like I, I think they're going to be terrible. Uh, Chase Young is their best defensive player. I think he's injured and out for a while. I, I, Ron Rivera, the whole thing, it just feels, it just feels like a mess. And I think Jackson, like you, like you, First Jacksonville's on the couch. Co- coach fired. Ooh. Promise, oh. I promise you. Okay. All they right. A, they have Great. a flaky owner. They have a flaky yeah. owner. Yeah. Well, they got the worst owner ever. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's he, like, he should have traded for Deshaun Watson because that would have been a perfect pairing. I also just don't see another coach that gets fired this season. Like, I don't know another team that would, that would bounce on their coach. Like, I, there's not an Urban Meyer situation. Like, all the first year coaches, I think, are going to get, like, a chance to coach, even Lovey, you know? Yeah. Um, Atlanta, the guy's a second-year coach, so unless they're like super terrible, but it's not the coach's fault. But they terrible. always take the blame. Yeah, I don't see. Um, that. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I, that's a good question. Um, so that, you're right. Actually, that's on it for but gambling purposes. That's a pretty actually pretty good bet. Then maybe. Thank you. Uh, all right, last of the early games: New England on the road in Miami. They've already been there since Tuesday. Chris, show some getting, fucking respect to the greatest. <laughs> They're 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 practicing on a, like a Division three soccer field. Who Miami? No, New England. Why? Because they they went down on Tuesday down to Miami, like West Palm Beach or West Palm Beach area or something, and they're they're training at a. It's, they don't even have a football team at at this at this Division three school, so they're practicing on really shitty soccer fields with goalposts that are, are held up like old school goalposts, like H H shaped goalposts that are held up by sandbags. Awesome. Why? Yeah. Why are they doing like, that? Because Bill Belichick's a genius, Chris. But what's the point of that? I don't understand. I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody understands. Nobody knows. It's got to be no a point. Fuck. I bet you it's like hot as fuck in Miami right now. Yeah, too. it's hot as fuck in Miami. But you know what? It's also hot as fuck in New England, too. So it's basically the same thing. They could have just stayed home, trained under fucking hot and humid conditions, and it would have been the same exact same thing. Oh, but Miami is the worst team in football. So. Oh, no, whoa. I, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, strong. I, okay. All right. I like it. What do you think here, Chris? Uh, Belichick is two and seven in those last NAM games in Miami. Wow. He's, he's, he's amazing against everybody else. He's, he's been struggling lately in the last couple of years, um, against, is that against his owners just getting handies whenever he goes to Florida. Probably, probably. Yeah. He's got priorities, Chris. Um, I, I, I really like want to, Bob called me Miami. again. I got to go pick him up and then he's all sleepy the next day. <laughs> I really want to take Miami and I want to follow the trends here and all that sort of adding tidbits and info and stuff. Um, 
but this just it, this just like I, I gotta go this one's the default like just go with the dog three and a half points thank you yes i think course. they lose they probably lose by three so give the half point is is just kind of i don't find any joy and really wants to you know give you a happy ending i guess i want them to lose but like i don't really care but yes yeah. give me the give me the points all right late afternoon games this is my giants, lock, this is my lock of the week chris oh nice giants travel down to tennessee getting five and a half points Hit me with that money line, fool. The Giants are going to fucking win this game. Ooh. No one's thinking about them. No one's talking about them. I, Danny Dimes just fucking... He, he can put up 500 yards on any given Sunday. Tennessee's... Tennessee's but has he ever? But has he ever? He, any given Sunday, Chris. <laughs> but has he ever, Chris? Lock it in, dude. This oh, my a, God. This is a W for the Giants. People are sleeping on the Giants. It's a sleeping I, giant. Listen... <laughs> Rightfully so, and I, and I love I love Brian Dable as the coaching hire. It's awesome. Um, uh, I I wanted him. Uh, you know, I honestly I wanted him for so many other teams to hire them during the off season. Um, Juan Dale. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Throw him in there. You know, whoever else. Let's get Kenny Galladay running back up on there too with his fucking cement shoes. Um, but the, the Kadarius, defense I think is, is Darius Tony should right? be pretty good here. I don't know if they win. I'm not as strong as you are. I, you know, I think they could be a, an improved team this season. I, I'll take this five and a half points easily, though. Yeah, yeah, Let's, yeah. Okay, don't forget, Kansas City Ty- minus Taylor, six. Tyrod Taylor may be the best backup quarterback in the NFL, sitting right there, just in case eh, Dan, Danny. Maybe, does. yeah, maybe. Eh, sure, whatever. Who's anyway, I don't backup. Care. Uh, you don't care. Let's go. Keep, I don't care. Keep going. My, Kansas City minus six. Road favorite in Arizona. My Arizona Cardinals. This is crazy. Chris, who do you like? I love Kansas City. I think they're going to be a very much improved team. I, I, think they're, I think they're actually getting overlooked a lot now. Mahomes is. I think their defense is really going to be good this year. But give me Arizona plus six at home, man. Yeah, dude. For sure. We're in lockstep here. We're either going to shit the... Like, we have only... We, we're the same on... That's fine. All but you know two. What? Well, I, and I didn't, I didn't I, maybe I didn't stress that enough at the beginning of the show or, or before we started doing picks here. Just with the betting trend of underdogs in week one, I'm, I'm happy to sort of take that. And, and if I lose, I lose. But I, I kind of like this, just taking this strategy and playing it out in week one. I like it too, dude. Yeah. Green Bay minus one and a half on the road in Minnesota. Now. Give, give me the cousins. Kiss my cousin. <laughs> give me the one and a half. You could have the one and a half. I, <laughs> I think this line is fucking wonky. I, I'm gonna take Green Bay. One and a half Ooh. just isn't enough. Is this your first non-dog? No, it's my second non-dog. Oh yeah, Atlanta because Atlanta, of course. Uh, because of Atlanta, I, I, um, I've been one and a half. It's Green Bay. How is this yeah. one and a half? Like half of the Minnesota fans are Green Bay fans. Uh, Alan Lazard, I don't. I think he's questionable for Week One. I, I think, you know, their offensive line, I think David Bakhtiari, who's their all pro left tackle. I'm not sure if he's playing. I think there's just, there's sort of enough questions here. Maybe this line has moved a lot too. Um, you, you know, I, I feel like Minnesota, you know, I, I think they've gotten a lot of press about and, and, and PR in the last week or even four days now. All of a sudden people started are kind of growing on the, on the Viking bandwagon a little bit here and maybe. Yeah, for sure. So maybe this is, has, has affected things here a little bit where this, maybe this line should have been like three and a half or something maybe. So uh, riddle me this. If Lazard's out, what's, uh, what are the, uh, 
I wonder what that. You got Randall Cobb. No, you, you, got you got Sammy Watkins, and you've got Romeo Dobbs. What I want to know is Dobbs like, and Watkins. I wonder if there's like a bet, like what the bet is for like Dobbs to go over fifty. Like, if Lazard's out, it. I would take that. Yeah, take it. I would, sure. I haven't looked it up, but that's what I, I don't know if Randall Cobb becomes a safety blanket. You know, and and he gets he gets the completions, but maybe not the yardage. But yeah, I like Dobbs. Um, uh, and he's sort of the one getting a little bit more of the press. And and uh, Christian Watkins um, was the higher draft pick. And I like I feel like lately I've just read a few things that everyone's like, uh, actually Christian Watkins is maybe the one you should be watching out for. It's a really interesting thing. I'm, I'm very curious to see how this plays out in Green Bay with the wide receivers. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Christian Watson. I'll keep my eye yeah. on them too. All right. Uh, second to last of the four o'clock games. No, the last four o'clock game in, in Sunday's here. Las Vegas plus three and a half on the road. Technically. Jesus. In LA against our chargers. It's a home game for Las Vegas. It really is. Isn't it? Yeah. It's the Raiders. Yeah. Raider nation. That's I mean, give me the three and a half points for sure. Yeah. Raiders are going to surprise some fools. Hmm. They're even going to surprise you. Sunday night, <laughs> Tampa Bay, minus two and a half in Dallas. I get to pick this one. Yeah, you're picking this one. Let's go, Dallas. Man, yeah, I, I, my Super Bowl prediction, but th- this is the first of many for Dallas. I don't need to talk about Tampa Bay. I'm just looking forward to looking at his face. He's getting a divorce, poor guy. Yeah, apparently. I, I, he was in a loveless marriage. I, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's just loveless lately, maybe now because he chose football over her. Is that what the, is that what he's saying? I don't know. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, he unretired. She's been, par- you know, there's always that storyline last couple of years that she wants him to retire and move on, and then he retires, and then he comes back, and I'm sure there was some sort. There, there probably was some sort of conflict there between the two of them. I can't imagine there's much for them to ever talk about. Like, I, like they'll pull it through. Yeah, with the help of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. They'll just, you know, whatever. Who cares? Honestly, with this team, one of these teams is going to win and one of them is going to lose. And I don't care who either one of them is. And I, it just, bleh, who cares? Anyway, Monday night, last game, Chris. This is the big one. <laughs> this is tier one of, of the quarterback <laughs> revenge game. Who's, is, is, this, is this the first, this is Monday night, right? This, is this the first Joe Buck, Troy Aikman Monday yes. night game? Yes, ESPN Ooh, Monday Night they Football. They sent him to fucking Seattle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gino oh, Russell. Gino, they get to call Gino Russell. <laughs> Poor fucking guys. Go Hawks. It's going to be Bronco like... Bronco Country, let's be, ride. This game's going to be 13 to 4. Uh, Seattle's, Seattle's wearing their, their neon green uniforms. Jesus Christ. I mean, there, there could be a, a better start to this, a Monday night. My, my, so here's my concern. Cause it, mm-hmm. First of all, I have not gotten enough praise for being the first one to recognize that Aikman was on fire last year and that fucking he was <laughs> actually doing a great job. And then fucking everyone picked up on it. And, that, and now it's like a, everyone loves Aikman. Will Aikman fall back to his old stiff self now that he's not trying to get out of a contract? Or yes. Tra- yeah. He's yeah. going to play it safe, isn't he? Yeah. That's what he does. He's, that's, all, that's, his whole, that's his whole career is, yeah. is basically playing safe. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I think he, he might have been a gunslinger at UCLA, but that's about it. Just plowing co-eds. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a and thing drinking his tequila his tequila drinks now before the game or whatever he does. He has tequila drinks? Yeah, there was this article last year about him and like he got Joe Buck into it. And like he just 
like right before the game, he has like one cocktail with it's like tequila. It's not a Paloma, I don't think, but it's like a one tequila cocktail or something. And they have that just to kind of loosen themselves up a little bit. <laughs> wow. And like Joe Buck got into it. And he's like, yeah, and actually, you know, like I get it. And like, we only have one and the whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm sure. Yeah, sure. You just have one or whatever. Those two guys. And like, but if that's him loose after one drink, like I, come on, he's no, no, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe he's a no, it's not. It wasn't kidding. a new thing. It wasn't just last year. Like they've been doing this for years now, apparently. Huh? Well, interesting. Well, but I do. The one thing I do like about all this is Joe Buck seems to be more open about a lot of things, though. Like he's 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 giving you behind the scenes and what I like they Joe do. Buck. I like this team. I'm yeah. excited to have a good yeah. Monday night team. I'm excited to have somebody in the booth that's not that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. When was the last mm-hmm. time that happened? Ugh, Chris Dan Deardorff, please. <laughs> Al Michaels, Ugh. give me a give break. me Buck, give me give me Troy. I'm so grateful. Yeah. I'm so Give grateful. me Seattle plus six and a half, Chris, huh? How about that one? Oh, well, yeah. Well, we have to. And that's, a, that's, that's, that's the show. We both, yeah. I, listen, I think this is a low scoring game. Um, yeah, of I course. I think Seattle's defense, I, I don't know. I, I, I believe in it just enough, especially in the first game. The, the Seattle fans, the whole thing. I, I think take the under on 45. Oh, okay. That's a good call. There's a couple other ones too. I was going to say uh, take the unders, but I think they're obvious if you go through them. There's a couple really obvious, uh, like the Chicago San Francisco one too. I think that's an obvious under. But yeah, there Jackson, we go. That's Jackson our season. That's our week one. Okay. Uh, well done. Let's see how bad we do. <laughs> have a great Have a great weekend. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Bye, dude. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,